Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Daily Sales Show. We do this show every day for free. Check us out at sellbetter.xyz. You can also scan the QR code on your screen here. If you are new, welcome in. Take a look at the chat really quick. We dropped some notes for the show and let us know where you're calling in from, where you're joining in from. We always like to see that. Um, really quick, before we jump in, today's show is all made possible by the wonderful Zoom Info. So a big thank you to our sponsorship from them. If you are looking for how to take the key signals that Henry is going to share with us today and put action behind it, we're going to be sharing a link in the chat here in just a second um, that has all of Zoom Info's playbooks. You can take, build it into your go-to-market motion. It's already there for you. It's fantastic. Take a, a peek. We'll share it a few times throughout the show. But here we go. We're going to talk about intent data today and how it will help us become masters of prospecting. I want to see who is in the room with us. So if you don't mind filling out our poll that just popped up on your screen, let us know what your role is. We have the one and only founder and CEO of Zoom Info, Henry Shuck. Henry, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, it's great to be here. Hey, um, before I dive into what we're chatting about, I'm just curious, in your opinion, What's like the number one way that intent data has changed the landscape for salespeople? Well, I mean, I think if you went back or if you ask any sales rep today, or if you went back in any period of time, sales reps would tell you, I would like to know when a company is actually in market to buy my products and services. And that used to get done by going to events or, you know, talking to someone on the golf course or any number of different sort of offline ways. But today there's a ton of digital signal that can tell you when a company is actually in market for your products and services. And so every sales rep always wanted that. Now it could be delivered at scale. And so I think that definitely changes how or absolutely should change how companies think about going to market. Yeah, I agree. I think it's phenomenal. And like being able to access that, huge. So today we're going to be going through, quick peek at the agenda, how to recognize signals, buying signals, examples of how to use them and how to stay relevant. And then just how do I do this with my day-to-day? -day? We saw a lot of AEs, a lot of frontline um, SDR, BDR, enablement, a lot of enablement in the room too. So being able to take a peek and see like, how do I make this actionable in my day-to-day? -day? So we're going to hit on that. Thank you all for looking at, there's a lot of Arizona here in the chat today. Have you seen that? <laughs> Something's going on in Arizona. Um, so Henry, we hear lots of buzz around intent data and how powerful it is. And um, I, I want to have you help us set the record straight here. How do you define intent data or buyer intent? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think the more you can expand your thinking around what intent is, 
the more likely you're going to find signals that put you in front of a potential customer at exactly the right time. And I think today, if I went and asked, you know, a hundred marketers what they thought intent was, most of them would probably say, it's this thing that tracks what people look at online and tells me when a customer or one of our targets is increasing their research on a specific topic. That's what we call derived intent. It's just one kind of intent. If you just take a step back and you go, what is intent? And like, why do I care about intent? It goes back to the thing that I just said, which is I want to know when my potential customers are going to make a purchasing decision around whatever it is that I'm selling. And there are a number of ways to have insight against that. One of the ways is sort of what we call derived intent, which is one of the uh, one of the ways that you can see if a company is doing research on your products or services or your competitors, and you can leverage that. You know, another way, and, and I would think of all of these as signals. What is a signal that when I see that signal, I have I go from red light to green light, and I'm moving forward on reaching out to that potential customer. One signal is the customer is doing a bunch of research online about, let's say I sell a cybersecurity solution. They've significantly increased their research on cybersecurity. They've, they've significantly in, increased their research on my competitors. They've significantly increased their research on maybe things that are like, like cybersecurity, like network security. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, this company in my total addressable market has significantly increased how much they're reading about and researching the product that I sell. That's that's a signal that I should be reaching out to them. The other one that I think about, I'm going to jump to the far right here on champion moves. Champion moves are when uh, either a person who's bought your product before or a power user of your product moves from the company there they were using your product to another company. This, I think, if you go ask ev like every great salesperson in the world, what is the key moment uh, that you would choose to reach out to a company to sell your products and services? You ask 100 of them, 99 of them should say when a former customer, what, when a person from a customer moves to a non-customer. Mm -hmm. They've bought our service. They know us. You know, hopefully, we've serviced them well. And so when they move to a company that's in my uh, in my addressable market, I want to be in front of them right when that happens. That's a key uh, a key moment. Now, let's say you don't. Maybe I'm covering the 500 largest accounts in uh, Los Angeles, California. You know what? Let's just Phoenix because a bunch of people from Arizona. From Arizona. I'm covering five the 500 largest companies in Phoenix. My Ideally, somebody that I've sold to before goes from one company that's in my 500 companies to another company that's not a customer yet. Great. I want to immediately call that person, email that person, get in front of them again. Hey, we serviced you well. You're at this new company. Congratulations. Um, when when it's When's the right time for us to talk? <laughs> but maybe across those other 499 companies or 498 companies, you don't have a signal like that. But They've hired somebody who is your buyer at that company and they're new. So it doesn't have to be a champion. It doesn't have to be um, a past customer. It could just be that they've hired somebody who's your buyer. Because what happens when a new executive comes in? And I've seen this now for 17 years. When you hire a new executive, 
the first thing they do is they bring a whole bunch of stuff that worked for them somewhere else into your company, or they start diagnosing things that are broken and they go, oh, you know what? Cybersecurity doesn't work the right way. Let's go look at cybersecurity vendors or this thing doesn't work the right way. Let's go look at marketing automation vendors. In the first 90 days of someone landing in their seat, they're making the vast majority of their budgetary decisions for the rest of the year. And so whether they were a champion before or not, when a buyer comes into your company, there is a selling window that opens. That signal is very important. So that's what we call um, champion moves. And then the, the third column here, what we call known intent, we actually, this is unique to Zoom Info, um, but we actually go out and spend literally millions of dollars a year uh, doing surveys to the uh, to the people in the Zoom Info database, professionals at over 100 million companies. And we ask them, what sort of projects and initiatives are you embarking on, spending initiatives that are you embarking on over the next 6, 12, 18 months? And we incentivize the answer and they tell us like, hey, we're going to go spend half a million dollars on <clears throat> network infrastructure. Half, you know, we, we're looking at an accounts payable automation platform. We're looking at whatever it is. And we take that and we publish it inside of the Zoom Info platform so that our customers can know who is actually spending on initiatives. Not a signal, but they're actually spending a known pro a project, a known initiative, known intent. Um, and then the last thing I would say, which is around inferred intent, which is less of... Uh, the way that we get inferred intent is we actually run an advertising platform. And as part of that advertising platform, we see what companies are, are looking at, what articles they're reading on the, on the web. And then we have natural language processing that goes, reads the pages that they're reading and says, okay, this is a page about cybersecurity. And we know that the person looking at this page is a person at Wells Fargo. And every week, Wells Fargo reads 10 articles about cybersecurity. But this week, they read 100 articles about cybersecurity. So that's a signal that we go and we send out to our, uh, our customers. But there are a whole bunch of other interesting signals. You know, and maybe I'm a furniture manufacturer and I'm like a steel case or a crawl or a simple human. And I sell furniture to companies. Well, what's a signal that would be really important to me if I did that? When I learn they sign a new lease, when they announce they're opening a new location, if I'm opening a new location or I signed a new lease, I'm going to need to buy furniture and I'm going to need to buy monitor arms and chairs and desks. And so if I'm a furniture manufacturer, I'm a salesperson or a marketing person at a, at a furniture manufacturer, I want to know every time a company is opening a new location and then I want to run some type of go-to-market motion every time that happens. Maybe I sell the public companies. And I sell a revenue management solution to public companies. I want to know every time a CEO goes on an earnings call and says something about revenue management, that's a really interesting signal that I should be leveraging. That's a go signal for me. You know, maybe um, for us, for example, when a company is hiring account executives, sales development reps, account managers, that's a great signal for us. So I want to know every company that in the last 30 days posted a job for account executives, account managers, or sales development rep representatives. I want to know every company who in their job description said outbound outreach, cold calling, 
developing new relationships with potential clients. If I have those signals that I could look at every job posting that comes through every single day and say, hey, I'm going to focus on these, those are key intent signals. And so you think you should be thinking about intent, like what is a signal that if I knew what's happening in my, uh, my identifiable market, I would absolutely be spending a bunch of energy to get in front of. And so those come in a lot of shapes and sizes, but knowing, uh, but knowing that signal is knowing when that signal comes up is key to the rest of your go-to-market motion. So if you're sitting here going like, Hey, I don't know what those would, those would be, or I have a couple, maybe I don't know the whole gamut of them. Um, couple of things. One, usually these come from your best salespeople. Just go ask your best salespeople. Hey, what, what are the key moments that you reach out to your customers? They know they're already doing it. Um, they figured out along the way that when this thing happens, that's a key moment for me to reach out to a potential customer. The second thing is if we go back to the beginning where Leslie actually showed you the, the QR code, we've actually open sourced a hundred of these where we've gone out and used our own through our customers and ourselves. We've put out a hundred different, what we call go to market plays. These are just signals that you can then leverage to take an action. Um, and so you can go use those as a starting point to start thinking about, you know, what is the, what are signals that I can leverage here? Um, and then, uh, and then the last thing I would say about this is once you start getting this thing going, you're going to be in this kind of ad hoc motion, the real unlock for your company and for you as a sales rep becomes it hinges around your ability to automate and scale this. Mm. And so well, when we went out and built all of these signals and then told sales reps, hey, look, here's every signal you could imagine. And let's leverage these signals to go to market. The next thing they asked us was like, well, you know, I can't just have 50 sales reps looking at every one of these signals. What I really want to be able to do is scale the outreach based on those signals. Yeah. And so we built software that lets you, I'll show it because it's just fun to see, um, but it lets you say, hey, here's my signal against the total addressable market that matters. And then here's what I want to have happen when I see that. And that might be, I want to tell the sales rep that this signal is occurring. Maybe I want to automate the whole thing. I just want that to go directly into Zoom Info's engaged sales automation platform or outreach or sales loft or groove. I want to automatically tee up an email for each of those signals that that has the, the, the right message for which one of those signals it is. And then I can automate and scale that because I never want to miss one of those key signals. I want to be able to be in front of all of the customers who are most likely to buy my products and services right when that signal hits. It's not, so first off, there's so many different kinds of data that we don't really think about all the time or discuss. I love how you went through each of those and kind of put them in buckets for us. It sounds to me like a really key component of this is digging in and understanding your buyer, your ideal customer profile, and kind of building out what those leading indicators would be so that you can set yourself up for success for that automation piece, right? That's exactly right. Yep. 
So like um, what kind of trends, like if I'm looking back at my data or anyone on the call here, if we're looking back at our data together and saying, um, here's some trends of leading indicators, like are you seeing some that are popping up as more common than others for being like the top most common reasons to reach out to someone in prospecting? Yeah. So look, I think like obviously obviously those three types of intent if you go around and ask your sales team, like, hey, what was the what was the um, accelerant to this deal getting done? Or why were the why did these people take a call with us? Why did they fill out a form inbound? I'm fairly certain it's gonna fall across one of these three areas. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, and I carried a bag at Zoom Info for seven years. And so I know like when I talk to customers, what they would tell me every once in a while, you can drum up the demand yourself, right? Like you could go and paint a picture for why a customer needs it. But most of the time, even when that happens, when the customer comes to the call, they say, it's, you know, I get a new chief revenue officer and that person comes in and goes, Hey, I've been here for 60 days. One of the things that I've realized is that my account executives don't prospect in an outbound way. And I'm trying to change that. So new champion. They'll come in and say, Hey, one, you know, later today I have a call with, um, with one of our customers and they just put out an, uh, they just put their publicly traded company. They put out an investor relation, uh, slide deck. So publicly traded companies, there's tons of information to collect on them mm-hmm. in their slide deck. Their number one focus area was reigniting their go-to-market motion. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, that's their number one priority. And so I'm certain that when I get on a call with them later, they're going to tell me like, this is our number one priority in the business. We want to reignite our go-to-market. Here's how we're thinking about doing it. That yeah. and, and that's what we're going to hear. Just this, That's just the earnings call signal. Right. Um, or I'll get on a call and they go like, yeah, you know, one of the things that we're doing this year is that we're significantly investing behind our account executives and our SDRs because we want to grow our outbound motion. Great. If I saw the job descriptions and the job postings, it would have already told me that you were growing your account executives and your account management team. And so it is hard outside of you painted the vision and evangelized the solution that they didn't know about, which by the way, for us is 50% of our, uh, of our new sales motion. But the other 50%, it's largely going to be signal driven. You know, if I call Zoom Info today and say, hey, are you interested in buying chairs for your office? We're going to be like, you know, we just moved into this office like a year ago. We don't have any need for chairs. But if you called me like when we announced that we signed the lease, we were absolutely in market for chairs and office furniture. And that was the window. And what is that? That's just a signal on intent on opening new office locations. And all you have to do is just think about like, when your sellers, when your buyers show up to calls, why are they telling you they're there? Yeah. And if if I showed up to a furniture call, I would be tell I wouldn't be like, yeah, we don't need furniture. I would say we're actually in our seventh year on our lease or our fifth year on our lease, and we're looking to to update the furniture in our offices. Or we we just signed a new lease in our in Vancouver, Washington. We're moving into a new office in a year perfect timing. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your furniture options for businesses? Um, So the intent data is showing us or serving up to us 
a higher probability of hitting that timing window faster. I want to ask the audience here, how are you currently using intent data? There's a a list here. We're just curious to see like how you're currently using it or if you're not yet, but you're here because you want to learn more. Um, let us know where you're at. And then as that's kind of filtering in here, um, I the other thing that you said that I thought like it kind of piqued my ears was um, the term or the phrase buying committee. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means in terms of like when we're getting intent data in the door and how they play a part in the like pre-sales before we're even having a conversation with them? Yeah. So uh, buying committee data is just like, who are the people who buy your products and services at a company? And so it is your just your ideal buyer profile. So we don't sell to the chief technology officer or the vice president of engineering. We don't sell to the facilities manager or the, um, you know, the VP of benefits at a company. Mm-hmm. There are a whole bunch of other people that we do sell to and we have products for those folks. But it's important for you to understand exactly who you sell to because once you have the signal, then you need to take that signal and do something with it. And the do something with it is going to be engage with the buying committee at the company who buys your products and services. And so who are the people once I have that signal that I'm going to engage with to be able to bring my products and services into the company? Um, And then if you have that, then the ideal thing to be able to do is actually automate the outreach from signal to buying committee to action, whatever that action is. To do that, you need the signal. You also need to know what companies you sell to. Because you know, for us, if a dry cleaning business that has two employees shows a signal on sales intelligence, that's probably just a weird anomaly. I don't need to reach out to that dry cleaning business even if I did, they probably don't sell to other businesses, so it's a bad fit. But if a software company with 100 employees shows that same signal, I want to be all over that company. And so you need to, once you identify the signal, you need to really properly dial in that ideal customer. Who are they? What's their size? Where are they located? What industry are they in? Maybe do they use a specific technology? For us, do they have a certain number of salespeople? You know, if a company has more than five salespeople, that's a much better lead for us than a company that has one. And so how am I thinking about that addressable market that I'm focused on? And, you know, I don't sell, you know, I don't sell to companies in China. And so like if a Chinese company was showing that, I don't have a product to sell them. So narrow that audience to your, who are the companies that matter? And then who are the buyers at those companies that matter? And then what am I going to do when I have a signal that matches the company with the buyer, what am I going to do? Am I going to call? Am I going to email? Is marketing going to email? Are we going to do a display ad against them? Are we going to do a Facebook ad against them? There's a whole group. Do I just want a Slack notification or a Teams notification that it's happening? What is the action I want to take? And Leslie, can I share my screen for one second? Yeah, I want to remind as you're pulling your screen up, um, I see a ton of questions here in the chat. It's moving quickly. So if you could put any questions that you want Henry to answer, if you could pop that into the Q&A section on Zoom, 
Um, you can also upvote to other people's questions. If you want to hear that one get answered, you just put the thumbs up and it will pop it to the top of our list for when we get to that part here. Henry, go ahead. I see your screen now. So this is an example of, uh, or this is in the Zoom Info platform. It's an example of our workflows. This actually, all of these different types of go-to-market plays are actually available, again, on that QR code that you can go to. But we talked about a couple of these. And so this is how it would work. You would come in here, you would choose the workflow you're trying to use. And so this is like the way to do this in a, in a, um, in an automated way, you could also, you know, start off doing this in a um, in an ad hoc way. But let's say I come in here. This says, "Hey, what's the trigger?" And the trigger for me here is when I see this intense signal. And we have thousands of these, so we were using cybersecurity. So I'm just going to use cybersecurity again. So I'm going to say, when a company is spiking on cybersecurity as an intent topic, and then you can dial in sort of the score and the strength of the score. We won't do that here. And then it says for any company, and then I can go dial that in. I could say, well, not for any company, but actually like for a specific company. Um, and so I can say, hey, I want companies that are only in you know, this size company or uh, in this industry or in this location. So down here, I can just come in here and say, you know what? I don't want every company that's spiking on cybersecurity. I just want software companies that are spiking on, on, on that. And then I only want them in the United States. And then actually, I only want them if they have at least 100 employees. And so I can make all those changes. And so now I've dialed in the companies. And then it says, okay, what do you want to do then? Okay, so now you've got your signal, it's cybersecurity. It's for companies in the software industry in the United States with at least 100 employees. What's the next thing you want to do? Oh, well, I want to discover my buying committee and how many of the people in your buying committee. Maybe you want 20, maybe you want five. And so in the current world role, let's say I just want the chief information security officer. And then what do I want to do? I want to export that to wherever I want, Salesforce, HubSpot, Zoho, Dynamics. Maybe I want to put it directly into Outreach or SalesLoft or Marketo or Pardot, or I just want to export it to Slack. I just want to tell myself, but let's say I use Engage here and I say, you know what? I created a, I created a sequence of emails that I actually want to drop in here. And that sequence is called whatever, TalentOS NB1. And so now what I'm telling the system is, hey, look, Anytime, anytime you see a signal that a company in my total addressable market is spiking on intent for cybersecurity, then I want you to get 20 members of the buying committee where their title is chief information security officer. I want you to put them in my sales automation tool into this specific template from Henry Shuck. And when I save that, that's it. It's off to the races. It happens every day. And so I can do that on this. I can do it on, hey, if there's a specific person that I'm tracking, this champion's tracking, I can do the same thing. How do I take these signals and then automate the action? Um, that is honestly the future of sales, in my opinion. No joke. I was just thinking like this is one of those examples where technology is impacting in such this positive way. I'm thinking back to when I started sales in my big Yellow Pages phone book. This would have been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, Leslie, that people yeah. talk a lot about today from a sales perspective, they talk a lot about generative AI and they go, yes. like, 
all of the focus about generative AI is on the last mile of what generative AI does, which is it can take the company you're emailing, it knows your company, it knows your company and the products you sell, and it can craft an amazing email without the sales rep having to do any work. Uh, not, not any any ish work in writing the email. Um, and that's great, except that I could write the best email in the world to me right now selling chairs and it won't matter because I'm not in the market to buy chairs. Yeah. And so there's so much focus on write the greatest email and almost no focus on like get that message in front of the person at the right time. Yeah. And intent and signals are all about being in front of the exact person at the exact right time. And you need signals and you need intent to do that. Um, and, you know, that's in the future, what we envision is like thousands of signals that you can self-select into and say, when any of these signals hit, that's when I want to write, use generative AI to write a really specific email out to my buying committee. What a beautiful time to be a salesperson, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yes. I mean, you know, look, every year has been a little bit better to be a salesperson than the year before. It's true. Generally, I'll, you know, the last two years, generally <laughs> more difficult. Yeah. But from a technology perspective, there's more money going into building software for salespeople than there's ever been. Yeah. Depending on what vertical you sell to. No. Um, can yeah, we totally. share some of the examples? Your team shared over some examples of like what they've used. Can I pull those up? You walk us through them. Yeah. And then we'll hit up the Q&A section here. Here we go. So this is an interesting one because it highlights the there, there are two ways that you can go out. Here's what you shouldn't do. Hey, I saw that you were researching sales intelligence. And so I wanted to reach out to you to talk to you about Zoom Info. Because it just opens up like a whole bunch of questions about like, how did you know I was researching sales intelligence? You know, like you don't really want to start your first interaction with somebody by explaining to them what sales intelligence vendor you use, which is not really, <laughs> like, you know, important. So what we actually do is we actually use for intent an example of a different company or a different intent signal that has nothing to do with the fact that they were looking at sales intelligence. Huh. But we use a common example. So this was our intent flagged that the PGA um, that the PGA Tour was researching mergers and acquisitions weeks before they announced their merger with Lib Golf. And it's like a pretty commonly known thing. And so instead of going out to the prospect and saying, hey, I saw that you were researching sales intelligence and we're a sales intelligence vendor. You should talk to us. We go, hey, I don't know if you saw this, but Lib and PGA merged. Our intense solution, which flags what companies are researching on the B2B web flagged it two months before it happened. By the way, this same tech can ID for you all of the companies in Pompano Beach, Florida that are actually searching for commercial cleaning. And so you take the you take the fact that I know that you searched intent out of it and I just show you the power of intent in a generic way and then for your specific Right. This is more relevant to them. Like that's what they're care. That's what they care about. And you're showing that to them too. That's awesome. Okay. Let me switch to the second one here really quick. The second one is like similar, right? Like I don't know. Uh, I know that they're searching on intent, but instead I go, look, I wanted to show you 1700 companies in the finance industry 
that are actively researching your products and services. Would it be advantageous for you to know who these people are? And of course it would be. Um, but it's a similar example as that where I don't go like, I don't, you, we don't, you don't have to go tell them that I know that they were researching, but instead I take the fact that I know that they were researching and I connect it to what the problem statement in their company is. And so if I know that you're researching cybersecurity and I know that you're a hundred person software company, I don't need to show up and go like, hey, I saw that you're spiking on research for software companies. Instead, what or you're spiking on research for cybersecurity. Instead, I'm going to show up and I'm going to say, hey, John, um, we work with hundreds of software companies like blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. We help them when cybersecurity initiatives go sideways or whatever it is. Um, when we talk to cyber when we talk to software companies with over a hundred employees, we almost always find a cybersecurity project going sideways in their business. I'd love to come and talk to you and bring my senior cybersecurity solutions consultant into a call to talk to you about how we help companies in these moments. Yeah. So like not necessarily it's it's always relevant it's finding the right time finding the right relevant tone finding the right message that's going to connect with them and this magical aligning of stars with all of these pieces that you can pull together that's right so any we're going to jump into q a there's quite a list here if there's one in this section that you really want to see answered you can go ahead and click that thumbs up. We're going to go in in order of thumbs up here. Um, so jumping right in, let's see. Um, okay. Oh, Tamara says, how can you see that a company is researching a topic? So th there's a technical explanation here, um, and I'll try to do it. <laughs> um, I can do it. I just like it. Here's how it works. We have something called a demand side platform or a DSP. That DSP is an engine that goes and serves ads on all of the websites you look at. So if you're on the Wall Street Journal website, actually, maybe I can just do the example because it's actually, I think it's fun. It's just a little tech. <laughs> Let's say you're on the Wall Street Journal website. So I'm on Wall Street Journal. When I go to the website, I get this ad from Salesforce. See, it took like a second for it to come up. I also get this ad from Furbo Dog Camera. And if I scroll down, let's see if I get any other ads. Ah, there's one from PandaDoc. And so when these ads, what there is, a, the D DSPs are what send the ads to these websites. Any website you see an ad on, underneath that, there's a DSP that sends the ad to that uh, page. The DSP, when they send the ad, they get some information from the page about who the visitor is, what kind of browser they're on, their IP address, the, you know, are they on Chrome or Internet Explorer? What's their operating system? Is it a Mac or a Windows? And then they're making decisions about how much they're going to bid on that ad based on what their cookie ID is. They're making a decision on how much they're going to bid on that ad based on that information. So we run a DSP that sends out literally millions and millions of ad buys every single day or mm -hmm. ad um, bids. And in part of that, we get the information about, hey, this IP address was on this page. And in the back end of Zoom Info, we've built something called an IP to company graph where we can take an IP address and tell you what company that is. 
And that's through this huge network of data that we've collected over years and years and years and constantly update. And so we can tell you, hey, this IP address that was on this page researching cybersecurity was actually you know, Zoom Info or Wells Fargo or CVS Pharmacies corporate IP address. And we link those together, we create a baseline, and then we look for spikes against that baseline. I like it. Okay, so I think Todd's question here next kind of goes hand in hand with that. Um, he mentions that timing is key, earnings information, job recs, all real time. How do we hone in on timing of inferred intent, such as your Wells Fargo example when they started reading 100 security articles that week? And part of this is partnering with intent data solution for your team. But tell us a little bit more. Anything else you would add to that? And just like, where are the other places to get signals? Leslie, is that the crux of the question? Um, and Todd, you can correct me if I'm reading this wrong, but I think it's like um, honing in to like make sure that that timing window is still open. Like, how are you? Like, you have to act quickly on it. I'm assuming all of this is real time data that it's yep. getting pushed to the reps through Zoom Info in this case. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, for all, just to look first, this is not a hundred percent game, right? You are, what intent does is it stacks the odds in your favor, but even the best odds are not a hundred percent odds. And so there are going to be lots of situations where you reach out and they're not actually, they don't actually care or your message didn't resonate or they already have a vendor for what they're doing. Um, what you want to make sure you have is some sort of alerting system that tells you when these key moments occur. And if you have Zoom Info, obviously you can set up workflows and then get those alerts in real time. And we have this huge AI engine that's out indexing the web, indexing job postings, doing those surveys to deliver that up for you. If you don't have Zoom Info, you know, you could start with a Google News Alert. You know, what are the Google News Alerts that matter to you? And you could say, opens a new location. Send me an email every time a Google news alert comes out that says a company in Phoenix opened a new location. And then you could get that in an ad hoc way, go and figure out who the CEO is, try to figure out their email, send them a message. So there are ways to do this in an ad hoc way. You can track the earnings calls of, uh, of every company that you're interested in selling to and read them when they finish, uh, when they finish them and figure out if there's a key moment to, to call. So there are ways to do it in an ad hoc way for sure. And it's fresh, fresh data. Fresh data. Yeah, you want, you want, yeah, you want, I, you know, you want real time data so that you're in, you're inside the window. Yeah. Um, Isabella, hi, great to see you. Asks, sometimes our AEs use buyer intent data to help with reach and then get disappointed or feel like it didn't work. Is that like, are there common uh, pitfalls to intent data or things like that? that you can yep. give any thoughts on? Yeah. So first I would say, look, um, oh, you know, there's one other piece of intent data that I didn't mention that I'll come back to, but okay. um, I think the big thing is don't have a single point of failure. Like a lot of times people go like, Hey, they were spiking on intent. I wrote the director of, of information security and you didn't get back to me. It's like, okay, well you emailed one person, you know, maybe one time and you didn't call and you can follow up with other people in the business. So number one, make sure you're multi-threaded. You're going at multiple people. Number two, make sure your sequence of action is not like one and then done. Um, 
you know, we found this really interesting thing. I probably said what I, I I did say. What do you think the best signal of intent is? It's when your champion moves from company to company. Maybe the second best indicator of intent is somebody fills out a form on your website. That's a great, huge, huge, huge. We went out and we ran a test on a thousand companies where a C-level executive filled out a form on their website. What percentage of those companies do you think responded at all to the form fill? And you know, set it in a way that kind of gives like you're you're gonna, teeing me up. I want to go low now. Count whatever you think the number is. <laughs> ten. Okay, it's ten. better than ten percent. Okay, we'll take yeah. it. Thirty-three percent. Right. Okay, or, but not nice. about how much money your company is spending getting people to your website. First of all, yeah. they're spending a ton of money to get your comp- to get ideal buyers to your website. Then they get there, and for them to get to your website read all the stuff and then fill out your form and hit submit. Those are barrier hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. You're getting through all the hurdles. And then two thirds of the time, you're not even emailing back the person who filled out a form on your website. That is insanity. And so before you go like fix everything in your company, I'm sure you guys are all sitting here going like, oh my God, I got all these things I need to be better at, all these things that our company needs to be better at to grow. Just respond to the people who fill out a form on your website. Two thirds of you are not, are not responding to a form fill on your website, which is totally crazy. But it just also shows like with all this technology and all this automation and all our focus on productivity, oftentimes we miss the most simple things. Yeah. Uh, and then if you just respond to the person when, if this chief information security officer inbounds on my website, it's not enough for me to only reach out to the chief information security officer. When that happens, I should be reaching out to the director of information security, the director of network security, the manager of information security. I should have a whole group of people that I reach out to so I don't have a single point of failure in that, in that motion. The CISO said they were interested in my product and service. Whether he responds or not, that's a huge signal of intent. And so the same person who says like, hey, marketing sent me a bunch of crap leads and I didn't get to get and nobody responded, that person also needs to have multiple points of entry into an account and they need to do it when they're using buyer intent too. Yeah. I mean, could not say it better. I Can everyone who's ever lost a deal in the chat, like due to a single point of failure, just give me like an emoji, a thumbs up. Like I think I've so many times we talk about the buying committee. You were talking about that with the ICP and like how we're incorporating this. Just bring that over, right? Brilliant. Beautiful. Um, Okay, let's do one more rapid fire before we end. What about, oh, did it just disappear off my screen? Of course it did. What about email clicks, website visits? Do you call into each one? Yeah. Um, Look, you don't have to call into each one, but you should have some sort of like um, thoughtful process around like where is the tipping point where you start calling? So the 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 type of intent that I didn't talk about was uh, website visits. And so look, here, this is this is a, another super interesting thing about websites. Guess what percentage of the people who go to your website fill out a form, Leslie? Um, is it low on this one? Low. 
4%. 1 to 2%. Oof. Your oh. marketing team and your company spend a ton of money driving people to your website and only one or two out of 100 even fill out the form. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the people there, you often, you don't know who they are. So we built that IP to company graph that I said powers our ability to know who's reading the Wall Street Journal page. You can also put a snippet on your website. It's called websites with a S-I-G-H-T-S. Um, you can put it on your website for Zoom Info. We will go look at all the traffic coming to your website, and then we will tell you who the companies are that are visiting your page. And that gives you the ability to then also build automated action behind the ones that visited your pricing page, came three times in the last five days, fit your total addressable market. And so you can build that signal, came to my website at least X times or visited my pricing page and is in my total addressable market. And you can drive that action behind it. And that will decide who you're going to reach out to. And then you can add that to your buying committee. Love it. Henry, thank you so much for all of your knowledge. Again, I want to drop in the chat really quick the link to, there we go. That's the playbook where you can use the signals that Henry talked about. Zoom Info has put together an awesome playbook here. You can use that in your go-to-market. We are here again tomorrow, same time, same place. James is going to be your host tomorrow. Oops, I uh, scooched onto the wrong page here. He's going to be your host tomorrow. He's going to be talking about LinkedIn messaging. So join us tomorrow again, Henry. Thank you so, so much. This was awesome. And uh, hey, lovely. I I told you not to do it, but there were a bunch of questions I didn't get a chance to get to. And some are Zoom Info specific. So if you send me an email at henry.shuck, henry.schuck at zoominfo.com, I'll get all of those questions answered. If you're wondering how to find something inside of Zoom Info, I'll get you to the right people. Henry.schuck at zoominfo.com. You're amazing. Thank you again. And uh, happy intent dating, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.